we saw how powerful it is to automate your communication with the customers and how much you are saving by doing trigger-based emails, by doing workflows, by doing smart campaigns and so on. So this was like a game changer for the email marketing industry. So we, what we did is like we took the same concept and we implemented it for SMS. And SMS is a much more personal channel. So it's an underused channel. It's very direct. It's a push notification most of the time. You know, you don't have any other way how to send a push message to your visitor. Email is often not a push message. And this basically gives us the power to be very direct and very efficient with the users and the visitors. So it leads to just having higher conversion rates, you know, higher engagement rates with SMS and just being uh, super close to the visitor. It just, it just shortens the distance between the merchants and the visitors and the shoppers. Every SaaS company plays for high stakes, but what does it take to dominate the market right now? Welcome to Paris Talks Marketing, the podcast where we dive deep into the latest trends and strategies in SaaS marketing that are really working today. I'm your host, Paris, and our guests are SaaS CMOs, founders, and specialists, and we discuss one trendy topic in the industry per episode. Ready to unlock the true power of marketing strategy? In this theme, we'll explore the world of cutting-edge marketing strategies and tactics that are shaking up the SaaS industry. We'll share insights on testing new tactics and uncover the latest developments from digital landscape giants like Google, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We'll also explore how AI is revolutionizing the digital landscape and transforming marketing tactics. So grab your headphones and get ready for a marketing strategy masterclass with Paris Talks Marketing. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Paris Talks Marketing. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Georgi Petrov. Georgi is the founder and CEO of NitroPack. And he's also the founder of SMS Bump, which is a company that exited to Yotpo. NitroPack helps e-commerce, content publishers, and web agencies achieve outstanding website speed and optimization results. So Georgi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paris. So Georgi, the first question that I have for you is about busting unpopular myth in the website performance area. Can you help us to understand what is something that a lot of people believe that isn't really true and what is the real truth? Um, yeah, there are many things in the performance category that are not really well understood. They're not just the, the depths of which people are getting into is very different. So one of the very popular situations that we get into is the understanding of core web vitals, because still many people think that core web vitals is just another tool of measuring your, your website performance. And it's like one of the many, but actually that's a quite different story. You know, core web vitals is the only way where you can reliably measure your real user experience from your real website users. It gives you like tons more value to know if your website has any performance challenges or actually it's at a good, at a good place. And very often we see people who do very basic tests and they want like they're saying, okay, let's test. I tested myself. It's very fast. The website is loading great. Then it's fast. I mean, and then the customer somehow, let's say this an agency and like his customer somehow finds out about the Google Core Vitals 
and says, but look, why I'm not passing for rebuttals. And then the agency is like, but you know, when you open it, is it fast? Then everything is okay. And fortunately we see less and less of such people, or we see less and less people doing so-called lab tests, tests that are done from inconsistent environments, from uh, one of several locations that are done without actually involving the real users and the real visitors mm -hmm. and just getting your real visitors and real users being the ones who report and how they experience the pages as the way to go. That's how we actually advise everyone to measure the page speed and the performance and the total understanding of the visitor experience on their websites versus going into meets with certain tools, with certain like one-off tests and so on. So that's All right. one very typical situation. Great. I definitely want to continue with Nitro Pack, but let's move back in time to SMS Bump, which is the first company that you founded and now have exited successfully to Yodpo. SMS Bump is primarily about SMS marketing, and that's a very interesting channel for me and I think a lot of our listeners. I feel like it's an often overlooked channel, especially for SaaS marketers. But can you tell us a little bit about why SMS is an important channel for marketing and a little bit about SMS Bump? Right. So we were fortunate enough to live where, and at a time where email marketing became a thing, uh, you know, the automated platforms like Klaviyo, MailChimp and others actually got into existence. And we saw how powerful it is to automate uh, your communication with the customers and how much you're saving by doing trigger-based emails, by doing workflows by doing smart campaigns and so on. So this was like a game changer for the email marketing industry. So we, what we did is like, we took the same concept and we implemented it for SMS. And SMS is a much more personal channel. So it's underused channel. It's very personal. It's very direct. You know, it's a push notification most of the time. You know, you don't have any other way how to send a push message to your visitor. Email is often not a push message. And this basically gives us the power to be very direct and very efficient with the users and the visitors. So given that situation, it leads to just having higher conversion rates, you know, higher engagement rate with SMS and just being uh, super close to the visitor. It just, it just shortens the distance between uh, the merchants and the visitors mm -hmm. and the shoppers. I remember some crazy statistic that the open rates on SMS messaging or SMS campaigns is some, something phenomenal, like 90%, whereas average open rates for email campaigns is... I don't know, 15%, but do you have the more accurate statistics on that? Yeah, it's changing over time. Initially, it was like huge open rates. So, I mean, like you're not receiving SMS. Like you have a full month, no one has sent you even one SMS and then you're receiving SMS from someone and it's like being your phone is ringing and you're opening it. Oh, someone is writing me. Like at the same time, you're receiving tens of emails. So the open rates was like huge. As long as it's, it's delivered, it was like 90, 95% or more, depending on the audience. So, so obviously over time, this open rate is getting lower and lower because uh, more people are stepping at the same niche and uh, they're starting to use SMS for their marketing mix. But still at a much higher level compared to email open rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're doing email campaign and SMS campaign, and now we strongly suggest to do both, 
in a smart way. But if you're doing either one of these uh, channels as a communication channel to your shoppers, basically you will be like enjoying an amazing reachability, amazing open rate and amazing conversion rates. Yeah. Let's drill a little bit deeper into use cases for SMS marketing for SaaS companies. And I, I think that probably a, a big portion of SMS bumps customers are e-commerce and that makes a lot of sense. So you can use SMS to upsell, cross-sell, confirm orders, update on delivery status and all the rest. But for a SaaS company, and let's let's imagine it, it's a SaaS company like NitroPack, maybe it's mostly a product-led growth company. You're trying to get a lot of people to come in and get their hands on the product and experience the product initially in a, in a free trial or freemium setting. How could a PLG SaaS company benefit from SMS marketing in their marketing mix? Right. So let me say that the SaaS companies are not the biggest use case for SMS marketing. So we, like, because it, by definition, they're B2B and uh, they're not, they often B2B, uh, more rarely they're uh, B2C. And the SMS by itself is uh, very powerful into B2C businesses like uh, merchants and so on. But still, we do use SMS in NitroPark as well. So uh, how we do it is, uh, for example, we have automated different events, like, for example, you're paying a recurring payment, and it helps us with the collection of the SMS uh, messages. Mm -hmm. Also, on the top of the funnel, we still don't use it, but uh, we plan to use uh, the past part of our marketing mix. Like, let's say we're doing the landing page where this landing page is offering something that is very like Black Friday type of a campaign. And uh, this Black Friday type of campaign is like joining our text club to unlock uh, additional discount. Mm -hmm. And this, this should be like very well-thought and tailored approach when you create it as part of the marketing mix because you're aware that you're texting someone who is very likely a business person and who is very likely doesn't have time just to be pinged from time to time about different promotions. So you should be very, very smart how you do that and how you plug it in in the right time for the right mm -hmm. product. So that's why we use the more or less in a retargeted way, in an automated way. So you purchase, mm -hmm. you, you, you have this with us, but... If you want to get this plus two, you will get, get, it, get it now, Black Friday on additional price. And one thing that is very important is that you need to have the consent, the consent of the actual recipients that they're yeah. opted in to receive this type of messages. I was going to ask you about that. That's a very sensitive issue because when you're sending an SMS, you're indicating that you've acquired someone's phone number. And that could be very, very sensitive. And I think people probably react more strongly to SMS spam than to email spam. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And also there is like SMS uh, regulation. Uh, fortunately, SMS is much more regulated than the email. So mm -hmm. this also helps with the deliverability, reachability, open rates and so on because it's regulated. The only thing is that you need to follow the rules, right? So you need to compliantly opt in these people so that they are aware that, and they want to receive this, this SMS. Now, most of the marketers will say, this is very hard. How can we do that? You know, the best place to do that is at the checkout. So at the checkout, you have the option to offer one additional perk, or even some people do it without any perk, if the person joins the SMS club of the text club of the company. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm a brand and I sell shoes and everything is great. And at the very last step of the checkout, you see that my bill is like 150 
and it says get another five dollars off if you join our text club and you're going to be getting like extra discounts for our other purchases mm -hmm. then these five dollars you paid them back in a multiple ways with this uh, customer because the SMS will give you like amazing retargeting opportunities and uh, they'll be very personal and SMS is the only like viable tool that allows you to do flash campaigns. Let's say mm -hmm. this product is discounted for the next three hours. Ah, okay. You're on the phone, you have the attention, the open rate is amazing. You know that this person is interested to receive this type of, of text messages and you do a flash campaign and you open and you shop right now. You know that you, know that you have three hours. Yeah, lots of urgency. And I, and I suppose it has to be entirely designed for mobile. So if you're a B2B SaaS company and most of the real product demo and the consideration needs to happen on a desktop, then probably SMS is not the right channel unless you're maybe you want to take people over to their laptop or desktop at some point. But, you know, then the mobile experience should be should be great anyway, though, for whether it's e-commerce or SaaS. And so it sounds like that it can be very effective to capture an opt-in at the point of checkout. So that means that it's while you're acquiring that new customer. Could you go further upstream and, and use SMS in any way that's privacy compliant to acquire the new customer and to acquire a first-time buyer through SMS? Or is that going to be too difficult to get the opt-in first? No, I wouldn't say it's difficult. I, I would say it's different than the regular methods. Like if you're doing email marketing, you might think that Okay, now I need to do SMS marketing and SMS marketing just because the SMS is much more regulated. It asks for additional provisions. It asks for like one more step. It asks for like a more robust form and so on and so on. But once you do them, and if you use to like SMS bump, they do actually this for you. The heavy lifting for you of actually having a compliant opt-in is done by our tool. So you start to automatically collect them. And just because it's regulated and it has its necessary steps to opt-in. Yes, you might get less opt-ins compared to emails, but they're like super high quality ones. So mm -hmm. when you text them, like we've seen great results, like 100 text cents, 20 purchases. So having super high quality contacts on SMS is amazing. So how do you opt them in? Check out as I mentioned, like it's the most popular method. Then you have forms, which basically are in the form of pop-ups, or you can place them at different stages uh, during your visitor journey. And at these stages, you basically, when you think it's the right time, pop-up, hey, join the text club and get 10% 10, 10 off and get additional perks or get access to our coaching program, let's say if you're a coach or get access to extra benefits or you give them yeah. something in exchange of participating in this active, slow, small community, which might get quite big, but very targeted community of SMS people. Yeah, interesting. I've seen thousands and thousands of e-commerce and SaaS companies that are opting in with email addresses using pop-ups. So they'll, the most common is a newsletter. Subscribe to our newsletter and some people will have that exit, exit pop-up when people are leaving or after a certain amount of time that they've been on the page. But I actually can't remember even one example of someone doing that in the SaaS world with SMS. Join our text club. I love how you position that as a club with a distinct membership benefits, but I've never seen a SaaS company do that to acquire a text. And that's so much more powerful if you get the mobile number, even if you're willing to, to get that instead of the email, I think it's a more valuable asset. And I'm wondering why no one does this in SaaS. Yeah, uh, I've seen some SaaS doing it, but it's not very typical. And I think the number one reason is like, 
if you're a SaaS, it probably makes sense more if your customers are like VSB, very small businesses or like just individuals or if they're small. I mean, if they're spending like 10 to $20 a month or something like that, if they're small, you can easily categorize them as less like individuals. So they will be more willing to interact with media like SMS and to shop there. And on the flip side, if you have mid-market customers on the SaaS, they usually involve having multiple stakeholders, multiple accounts. Uh, yeah. you know, one is for billing purposes, another is for commercial purposes, another is operations, another is integrations. So who do you text? Uh, usually mm -hmm. when, you, when you communicate with emails, you send multiple emails to, emails to the multiple people at once, multiple yeah. parties from the other side. And that's why it, just the email is the, the de facto standard for mid-market customers for SaaS. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I guess that SMS capture from the site visitors could be part of an, an account-based marketing program too. But I, I do see your point when there's a long sales cycle with multiple decision makers, then it, it gets more complex. Yeah. Now, a quick word from our sponsor. The Paris Talks Marketing Show is affiliated with Hop Online, a performance marketing agency focused on high-growth SaaS and other recurring revenue-based companies. If you like the flow of this conversation, you may want to consider jumping on a discovery call with someone at Hop Online. A discovery call is similar to my podcast interviews in a lot of ways. We'll get to know your business goals, competitive landscape, and marketing needs. And you'll almost certainly come away with some new ideas for how to accelerate your customer and revenue growth. If you're interested, go to hop.online, that's hop, H-O-P dot online, and book a discovery call with one of our strategists today. Now, back to the episode. Well, let's now pivot over to Nitro Pack. And before we do that, I want to understand how your career path, that there seems to be a big overlap because you started SMS Bump first. And then a couple of years into that, it looks like you started Nitro Pack. And then there was a period of, of time, well, I think several years where you were running both of those companies, then exited SMS Bump, now have a more limited role there. And I, I believe that today your focus is almost entirely on Nitro Pack. Did I get that right? That's right. Yeah. Can you walk me through that career journey? Because it's very, very unique. Uh, how do you run two companies at once? How did you manage to do that for those years? And was it planned or was it accidental? And uh, just love for you to tell that story. Yeah. How do you run them? The only formula which I can relate to, which actually worked pretty much well for us, is having great co-founder. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you actually manage to do a lot more heavy lifting than being yourself or being with uh, people who are inactive. You know, Michael, my co-founder, uh, he put a great effort and a great job on the SMS bump uh, scaling uh, and making it a good win in Shopify. While at the same time, I was uh, putting the uh, pro proof of concept and the product creation of Nitro Park as a company. You know, we both, we both worked on both sides, but you now keeping like most of your focus on one product, yes, it's like you need to do that in order to make it a product. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the best you can do is to be a service provider. So that's how we did it. And taking a step back, you know, we had this company called iSciences Labs and uh, it was like open card plugins company. And we mm -hmm. were selling it as selling them as products. We were selling these plugins as products, licensing business. And it was actually a great way for us to validate many ideas of what the e-commerce 
might need, what type of tech, the technologies the e-commerce, the e-commerce might find a good fit for them. Uh, so like being like five years in the company, uh, from, uh, 2011 to 2015, we basically understood that we became the biggest top on card vendor of plugins, uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of number of products, in terms of people involved, impact, everything. So we kind of hit the ceiling and we couldn't do more. And then we said like, okay, let's zoom out and think how to grow further. And we said, okay, let's consider our open card journey to be our testing environment. Okay. We have somehow successful, but let's see, this is a testing environment and let's see how we can open up our best products to the whole world, not to be limited only to open card. And we selected two products, uh, which we started productizing as SaaS. Uh, the first one was called SOS Bump and the second one was called Nitrofuck. And this is how these two companies were born. Okay. So they were, they were started around the same time then, right? Yes. They were started around the same time. Even we registered their separate companies at the same day. The thing is that their product was at different stage. So for example, the SMS bump was at already like growing stage and it already had the product market fit at mm -hmm. its Shopify segment. And 2018, we have SMS bump who is like growing and month over month, amazing numbers, amazing adoption. Customers love it, like amazing experience. And we have Nitrofact who we just decided that we're going to make it as a SaaS, uh, as a separate product. So yeah, that was how 2018 looked like. And basically, yeah, we had these two companies just in very different stages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And you mentioned uh, Shopify. So were you with SMS Bump, was it primarily for Shopify store owners? Yeah. Okay. We had the biggest use case. Our most impactful use case was Shopify because Shopify at that time was also growing and being an amazing managed e-commerce. Uh, we were able to create the category of uh, SMS marketing and automation. And we were very well um, accepted by the users, by the merchants. Mm -hmm. That's a great example of uh, riding the wave of a larger technology platform because Shopify, I think we can all agree, is, is now the number one player, aren't they, in e-commerce? And when you have a platform that, that, that is that successful and then you become the category creator of SMS marketing automation inside of that platform, then you can really ride the, the tailwind, so to speak, of the, of the growth of the bigger platform of Shopify. I'm really curious because we also have clients that sell exclusively tools to Shopify store owners. And the biggest marketing channel is the Shopify app store, or is it called the plugin store? Maybe not, I'm not sure, but that's the main channel, but we're trying to help them to grow outside of the Shopify plugin store to grow acquisitions. Were you all successful in marketing SMS bump outside of Shopify's plugin store? I would say we were somehow successful, but not that successful as in Shopify. And mm -hmm. it has two reasons. Like reason number one is that Shopify was the most prepared technologically to handle such kind of apps. So they had the most versatile, the most reliable API with most of the events that we need to consume so that we can send the SMS at the right time with the right triggers and basically to construct the whole workflow. So they were the most advanced and I think they still are the most advanced in terms of like API uh, and all the options that you can do with this. And mm -hmm. this basically allowed us to offer a seamless experience for the Shopify merchants. 
Like they felt at home when we, they were using customers marketing. They felt very native. They felt very easy to run an SMS campaign. And that's just because we were interacting very well with the, with the Shopify. The other platforms are not, not at that stage. That's number one. And number two, Shopify was because of this reason and other reasons as well, was growing at a higher rate compared to the other platforms at the time. Mm -hmm. And being a managed platform, it had many of the issues that like other platforms are having solved. So yeah, okay. I, I would say just, just the, the best player in the market. So that's why. Yeah. That's great. Cause that probably eliminated the need for you all to rely too much on outside channels like paid search, PPC, uh, paid social, uh, maybe even SEO. Did that take a lot of the pressure off you to, to de really develop those other really strong acquisition channels when you just had such a really privileged place inside of the Shopify store? Yes and no. You know, you when you launch something, and especially when you're out of Bulgaria, and it's like you don't have any privileges. Okay. You're, you're just you're just an app and we didn't start by being privileged. We start by putting something on the market and having one install in the next one day, like in the next few days, I would say one. Then another install in one day, then two installs the next day, then three installs the next day. And how does it happen? We just used our most, our biggest marketing asset being an online company. We did 100% self-serve business. So we just use our most valuable asset. This is the product itself. So mm -hmm. if being, having a product that works and gives value, you know, people start to talk, they start to try it, they start to discuss uh, and yeah. they share and you get a word of mouth that gets us the certain point. Obviously we had to establish a marketing as well, like being a self-serve company, POG approach, we, we took all the marketing techniques like content marketing. Uh, some SEO here and there, partnerships, like product partnerships with others. So we had very successful partnerships with, with uh, the most successful Shopify apps, but this happened only when we had the product market fit. So once we were someone and people liked us just because of us and not because of someone else pushing them to go to us, then was the easy way to do a lot of partnerships, which further escalated our success. Yeah. And I think from the, the last discussion that we had yesterday, before this recording, you're bringing a lot of those same principles to Nitro Pack too, as far as I can tell, which is that the really the best marketing is to have a great product that people love and that they will tell their friends and colleagues about. And that there's a viral, I guess, a viral aspect of that, uh, that really beats any, any other form of paid or organic marketing. That's right. Yeah, really? that's right. This is exactly what, what we are doing. We're very focused on actually on our user. We are putting in the user hands like tools that they like, they love, and we see a friction somewhere, we fix it. And basically, yeah, this is what we know work, that it works. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, if you're doing like an average job, if you're doing something that other people also have it, very likely you are not gonna be their choice or you'll be the choice of very few people but if you're able to innovate and, and do a little bit more and make it a little bit easier make, make it through another lens approach then very likely someone will see a value and they'll start using it great i, I want to be conscious of your time Gary. i know that that you have to run soon but as we wrap up here 
because you've been now two times a successful entrepreneur, great story. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wished that I would have asked you, or is there anything else that you feel could benefit our audience, whether it's about SMS marketing or just building a great PLG product or anything else to the entrepreneurs that are listening? Yeah, I would say stay focused, but change your focus from time to time. Just don't change it on a very short time, change it when you see that you have done the best which you can do on the idea you're working and then basically upgrade it, upgrade your focus to how you can be useful to your visitors in a slightly different way because you're learning every day. Every day is a new day. Every day is a chance to actually improve and improve as yourself, also improve your product, improve something very little. So what I found is that even if you do very small improvements to your product, but to do them very often, like every day or every second day, it's a much better job compared to if you do them, like if you work a few months and then push an improvement to the product. The chance of missing it is great if you do it that way. So being fast, doing fast iterations, testing it, don't focus too much on yourself, focus more on the visitor, more on the user, more on the how that these things are used, then things are kind of getting natural and easy. Yeah, like the lean approach, the lean methodology. Excellent. Well, Georgi, I really appreciate your time today. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation and I wish you all the same success or greater with Nitro Pack that you already have had with SMS Bump and uh, keep pushing it. Thanks so much, Paris. Likewise and have a nice day. Thanks. Another great episode in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get notified when future episodes drop, be sure to subscribe to Paris Talks Marketing on your favorite podcast player. And to learn more about our growth marketing agency, visit hop.online. That's hop, H-O-P dot online. Have a great day.